0: And welcome back to the wellness Podcast. This is mini number 10. My name is Slater and I'm here with Caitlin. Hi. Hello.
1: So, for this episode, we had a chance to participate in Press Day for The Loneliest Whale: The Search for 52, which is a film that comes out July 9th, which is the day that this episode is coming out. And uh, we got to chat with Josh Zeman for a brief interview about the film and about him. And so we're going to put in the audio from that interview with him now. And so you'll be able to hear a little bit more from Josh about what inspired him to make the film, things that surprised him, all that good stuff. And Slater and I chatted with him um, via Zoom for Press Day. So you'll get to hear that next.
0: My name is Josh Zeman. I'm a filmmaker and I directed uh, The Loneliest Whale, The Search for
1: 52. Awesome. Okay, so most of your work, is actually like journalism and producing on the subject of serial killers. Is that like most of your, yeah, true crime, is that a better way to say it? Um, So how did you shift from uh, true crime to the loneliest whale?
0: Uh, That's a good question. I had just done a pretty hardcore deep dive into a case in Long Island and I really just needed a palate cleanser. And I think at the time I had just broken up with a girl. and <laughs> I had read the story of the loneliest whale and you know, it really, it profoundly affected me. And I started to go out and tell people, I was like, oh, you heard the story of this lonely whale. And they're like, no, tell me about it. And I was like, yeah, this is whale that swims to the ocean calling out and never receives a response. And they first heard it on these classified <laughs> microphones in the ocean that they used for the cold war. And it was just such an, an interesting response from all these people when i told them the story of this whale and it really made me think as a filmmaker what is it about this story that is so emotional for people why do they connect to this story so much and that's an that's a very interesting thing for a filmmaker you know you want to know why people connect to certain stories but this one it was that connection was so powerful and i was like well is it because he's lonely you know is it the fact that you know this is like okay man's existential crisis staring him back you know in the face this is the mirror of humanity you know but in the form of a whale and then when you add in like the whale part of it it takes on a whole new lore, if you will like i always wanted to be a marine biologist and so this was a kind of cool way to 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 get in touch with that and and you know much like mysteries of true crime, the ocean is incredible mystery, if not more. You know, so mm-hmm. it was about exploring that mystery uh, and and trying to uncover the truth behind this story. Yeah, awesome. Uh, how, how did you hear about the fifty two hertz whale? Uh, originally, I heard it um, through a, a, an article that had been done by uh, a guy named andrew revkin science writer for the new york times and he first wrote about it and he had heard about it in a paper that watkins had put out right before his death and it was just so interesting because it was a very like academic paper but at the end of the paper there's like two lines where suddenly somebody really waxes poetic about this lonely whale and and it jumped out for him he's like you know like the scientist was like oh what would it be like for a whale that swims to the ocean calling out you know and it was just yeah. so weird to be in this academic paper and, and so he picked up the story the story kind of like and then it just like caught fire like it became this meme that went around the world and that was so interesting to me how that how that happened
1: so thinking about kind of like timeline of all these things um because i heard the pro the Legend of the 52 Hertz whale like quite a while ago and I heard that like Adrian Grenier was interested in it but this was like five, six years ago so it seemed like the whole thing kind of simmered for a while. Was there like a moment that made it all spark and take off and become this film?
0: Well, we had... It was interesting. We had like gone out and and launched the campaign, the Kickstarter campaign. We're like, okay, we're going to make this film about a whale. But what I didn't know... Is that trying to find one whale in an entire ocean is incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, I knew it was going to be hard, but, uh, you know, and part of the fun was going into the scientist's office and being like, okay, how hard is it to find one whale? And they're like, "Uh, you're ridiculous. Um, But, so it took a while to even find out if 52 was even alive you know there was there was we had been searching for three years and scientists were like oh we think he's dead and i was like oh my god what am i going to do i have this huge kickstarter campaign i'm going to be the laughing stock and finally after a year or so of thinking he's dead uh john hildebrand from Scripps uh down in san diego said oh i think he had an intern who was listening to tapes and said that they thought that they heard him on their hydrophones um, out in um, Santa Barbara. So that is what allowed us to kind of go back again and do it. Um, I had done a a couple other shows in the middle of that. So, you know, there was a kind of lull there going back, doing another show, getting more money, coming back and finishing the edit and things like that.
1: Cool. Before you got started on this film,
0: have you ever been whale watching? Uh, prior to that? Uh, well, like in the film, uh, I talk about working on a schooner out of Boston Harbor uh, that took people whale watching. And so, or, or like on trips. And so, I would, you know, watching a whale, seeing a whale for the first time is a truly transformative experience. You know, it's like seeing God. You know, people <laughs> freak out. No, but it's true. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. That's a question that I would ask people all the time. I was like, do you remember the first time you saw a whale? Like, they never forget it. Yeah. And, you know, even that is like, so why? Why is that? You know, and is it because a whale is so huge that we're suddenly humbled by its size and we realize, like, how minuscule we are? Uh, Is it because being out in the great big ocean? So I had seen that whale, but, like, it also wasn't just seeing the whale from, like, the boat perspective, like... I ran up to the top of the mast, like 115 feet, and and looked at the whale from above, and then, you know, it's just an additional perspective, and just like, wow, oh my god, this thing is so huge. So yeah. that, that was that was what, it initially kind of sparked a lot of it.
1: Yeah. It, just aside, what schooner were you on out of Boston?
0: Uh, it's called the Harvey Gamage. So it was a. Recon- oh,
1: I yeah, I know the boat. Yeah. I so- work in Gloucester.
0: Oh, there you go. So, like, yeah. I and mean, we took people up, you know, and that whole community is so great. Going up to Gloucester, going up to Nantucket, mm-hmm. um, there's such like a mystique and lore about that community, and I think that that's something we also kind of wanted to try and capture, like yeah. an adult voyage of the Mimi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome.
0: Was um, there? I don't know. Beneflec yeah. was in yeah, the, voyage like- of the Mimi. What was that? Ben Affleck is in *Voyage of the Million*. By the way, as a
1: very young, very young,
0: very young Ben Affleck. <laughs> was there something during the project that surprised <laughs> you? Uh, the whole project surprised me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like you would go in and you, you, you look at a map of the of the world, you know, and and you just have no concept of how big it is you know like there's a scene in the film where the scientist is like you see that little inch square that's 1300 miles you know and you're just like what you know, <laughs> you know so it, it was there was that initial thing but then like sitting with these scientists and being like okay well you know once we spot 52 like it's proven right and they're like uh no uh we have to identify the call and then link that call to the specific whale that's making that call because he's probably in a pod of other whales. We have to, I tag him when he comes up and then goes back down and then reestablish it. So it was like, it's incredibly complicated to confirm that 52 is 52, you know, that this hybrid whale theoretically is making this sound. And so it was really interesting also one of the most surprising things was how little they knew like they would be like well we don't know and i was like how can you not know that like you've been (laughs) studying whales for 60 years and they're like uh no we don't know that it's like they're like it is incredibly hard to get information about an animal that is out hundreds of miles in the ocean traveling 25 miles an hour you can't stop it we've never had one in captivity that allows us to understand how its behaviors are in the wild. So I was like, Oh, (laughs) I guess that that is interesting. Like I had no idea how little we knew because on the surface, our relationships with whales, even humpbacks are so strong, you know, Mm -hmm. but in fact, it's not, not at all.
1: That, that exact concept is what made me fall in love with marine mammal science. Yeah. Like I sat in class and asked questions and had the same response. What do you mean you don't know? And they're like, once you get in the field, you'll see what we're talking about, but we literally don't know and it's so but it's hard. also it's also kind of like um proving that fifty two exists is kind of like proving a crime in a court of law like you have to have just this huge burden of proof
0: totally. <laughs> The the amount of evidence, you know, it has to be like an incredible amount of evidence, including DNA evidence, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's like, geez.
1: Yeah. So I guess maybe they're not so far off. You're uh, two interests here.
0: (laughs) Maybe we need uh, detectives and scientists to collaborate. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We're all about, you know, interdisciplinary collaboration, but we never really thought about involving the justice system, but maybe we'll have to rethink that. Well, you know, there are killer whales. (laughs) <laughs> they, they are. They sure are. Thank you. Um, well, we really enjoyed the film, and we're so excited to be able to talk to you a little bit about it um, and share it with our listeners. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you want to share any parting thoughts on what you think about 52 without spoiling the ending, um, and then we'll wrap it up from there.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the interesting big themes, I think, that people kind of don't understand is the impact of song. Uh, mm-hmm. songs of the humpback whale uh, yep. delving into that history was so cool to see how mm-hmm. in the 1970s, songs of the humpback whale was like this number one album that people went out to like yeah. records to go see how they would go in and like drop acid to and listen to like sounds <laughs> of the humpback whale uh, <laughs> headphones. but what was so interesting is that like that you know our relationship to animals and whales is all based upon us unfortunately right right We're very self-centered Uh, species and so it was only when we heard these creatures sing we were like oh my god what could be so angelic you know it's beautiful and only then did we turn around and realize like wait a second we're killing these animals and it's like yes and so that the, the killing of these animals launches greenpeace and the save the whales movement i mean and blows your mind considering what like we're protesting today that there's like Tens of thousands of people in front of the Capitol building with like a giant floating whale protesting, you know, killing whales. And so it's like, okay, that's cool. And that leads to Greenpeace and the Save the Whale movement, which then leads to the Green Movement of today that we're now using to fight climate change. So you can make this very cool direct link between whale song. And where we are today in terms of our cl- our fight against climate change and, of course, ocean stewardship.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, whale song's one of those things that help change the world, at least in, oh, in regards absolutely. to the environment. So. Absolutely. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We're very excited for the film to come out. So that was our interview with Josh Zeman and uh, The Loneliest Whale, The Search for 52 is in theaters today, July 9th. It will be on digital on July 16th. We'll have more information on where you can uh, watch the film. We'll probably just put it on our social media. So uh, let us know what you think of the film. We had fun interviewing Josh, definitely your non-traditional whale film guy, I would say. And um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoy the film like we did. Thank you. Bye.